Hello video game fans, I'm Push Dustin, and this is Memory Card. Ben is away this week, but instead I'm joined by Liam Robertson, who is a freelance writer. He has extensively covered Unseen and beta content in video games. He's contributed content for Unseen 64 and Digino you know Gaming. How are you today, Liam? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing alright. Today, Liam is going to be our guest expert on one of Nintendo's forgotten IPs, the Elite Beat Agents. Forgotten IP, that's so insulting. <laughs> nobody, nobody has forgotten Elite Beat Agents. The greatest, the greatest <laughs> Nintendo music game of all time, Push. But certainly one of them, anyway. I think uh, it, it is covered in Smash, right? Like, they have um, some spirits. Yeah, there's a little bit, but it's not enough, frankly. You know, it's, it's, it's insultingly low for how good it is. Uh, mm -hmm. There should at least be an ON Dawn or Elite Beat Agents assist trophy, right? Given that the premise of those characters is that they cheer on other you know characters so it seems like a, a common sense character to add as an assist trophy one that could like boost boost the fighters or something yeah or you know at least a song a couple songs <laughs> for the stages yeah i guess that's just because they'd have to license those you know those games all use licensed music oh okay so it would it would probably be pretty difficult, like like Elite Beat Agents, like the soundtrack is stuff like YMCA and uh, Skater Boy, you know. <laughs> so I could, it would be a bit weird if that Come showed on. up in Smash. <laughs> Skater Boy and Smash, that would be like the only song I'd play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's um let's start at the beginning. And um, how did Elite Beat Agents actually start? What was like the the initial ideas behind it? Well, I think in order to explain Elite Beat Agents, we need to go into the kind of the game it was based upon, Oendon, first. Okay. Oendon is a game. <laughs> it is a game <laughs> for, for the <laughs> Nintendo DS. It was. It's, yep. it, the genesis of that sort of came out, came about in about 2003. It was made. It's made by a company called Innis, mm -hmm. which was this company founded by music enthusiasts. They wanted to make music games just because they love music so much, and you know they were they came about in the late nineties. They wanted to you know kind of get in on the music game craze that was blowing up in arcade machines in Japan back at the time. You know, with like stuff like DDR, yeah, um, so and like the Guitar Hero knockoff. Well, not knockoff, but the original one. Yeah, what's what's that called? A um, like Beatmaster or something? Maybe. Um, I'm not an expert on that stuff, but yeah, there was a lot of lot of stuff like that back in the day, and uh, they made a game called Guitar Man for the PS2. Didn't sell very well, and Innis for the next few years struggled to get a new game into development. They pitched stuff to companies like Nintendo and Konami. And uh, nothing was really working out for them, and they were contemplating the prospect of closing the studio down. Like, things got really rough for them. And they ended up going to E3 in 2004, where the DS was revealed. Yep. And Kichiano, one of the founders of the company, uh, who would go on to direct these games, he, he saw the DS and he was reminded of an internal pitch that Innes had had for a game based around Oendon. 
you know, as a Japan as a Japan resident, perhaps you're better positioned to explain what or when done mm-hmm. are better than I am. <laughs> uh, so you want to take that away? Owen don, um, Owen in Japanese means to cheer, and so Owen don yeah. would be someone who is like cheering, kind of similar to a cheerleader. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't have that stereotypical female row. It could be male or female, and um, they're typically trying to get the spirits of a sports team up. So you have them in like high schools, right, and universities, and they're typically male cheerleaders yeah. who wear these black robes uh the, like, what are they call like gakarans or something yeah so they they are these hot-blooded male cheerleaders who cheer on people to victory and that's <laughs> kind of the premise of, of of what the pitch was they wanted to do not a game for a console or anything originally there was a team at innis who wanted to do a game based around owen don which would be an arcade machine and it was pretty elaborate actually like they they imagined having fan controllers because the Owen Don sometimes had have fans that they unfurl in time with the music to cheer people on. And so, yeah, they wanted actual fan peripherals that would physically unfurl and you would dance on a stage and, and, and all that. And yeah, it was very elaborate, but they couldn't, they couldn't get it off the ground. Yeah, that sounds very expensive. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not really sure how far they got with that. I, I get the impression that, you know, Yano clearly liked it. I, I think maybe they did pitch it around to a couple of companies, but yeah, it never went anywhere. And uh, that kind of went on the back burner. But when Kichi Yano saw the DS in 2004 uh, at E3, he was kind of hit by a, a wave of inspiration. Oh, hey, we can bring back the Owen Dawn. I think he liked that character concept at least. Mm-hmm. And so he brought back the Owen Dawn and he invented this Rivenby game using the touchscreen where the story would play out on the top screen and, you know, you, you touch the screen in time with the beat on the bottom screen. And that is kind of the, the concept of the game in the most basic sense. You are tapping along in time with the music on the bottom screen mm-hmm. and based upon your performance, that will influence the events of the story. Either you'll get a good outcome or a bad outcome for each part of the song. So yeah, that's the general idea. When Dawn came out, um, Nintendo published it. They were involved with its development pretty heavily. And it came out in, I think, 2005. And yeah, it was kind of a cult hit, uh, much like Guitar Man, but it sold a little bit better. It did pretty well for them. Mm -hmm. There was some interest about doing a sequel, but a lot of American players in particular, you know, in the West were importing Oendon en masse. And this, this caught the attention of Nintendo of America who decided, hey, why don't we actually find a way to bring the game over? Uh, But they couldn't really just localize it because, you know, here in the West, us ignorant gaijins don't really know what a what a <laughs> wendon is you know and and so it's it's mostly just a a, a vocal audience of weebs who were like me who were in, who who were importing this game because you know the the ds was region free and you know they they essentially decided that it would be a good idea to create some kind of a westernized version of the game. Mm-hmm. Not a remake as such, but a, a whole new game with different music that would appeal to the western market more. You know, they presented the idea of doing that to um, 
Kichiano, who directed Owendon, and he was kind of unsure about it at first, and then he took some time to really figure out what he wanted to do, and his initial idea actually was like nothing like the Elite Beat Agents, it was basically based around the village people and it was it was very it was very weird um i think he's kind of embarrassed to talk about this now because it's very cheesy you know oh. it is uh it's very it's very silly yeah uh, even compared to the the elite beat agents which is very light-hearted but yeah he wanted to do a game based around the village people essentially uh the disco rangers you know it would all be disco trucks and and colorful visuals and all this kind of thing because that's what Americans want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I I would play that, but I, I get the impression that uh, not that many people would re- realistically have, have played it. <laughs> Especially like, you know, like back in the mid 2000s, there was this whole push towards, oh, everything's got to be dark and edgy and cool. It's the age of the Matrix. Yeah, right. So I don't think that would have worked out. And I think Yano and the team sort of realized, yeah, I don't think people would actually want to play as them yeah so um you know yano went back to the drawing board and he's thinking about where you know they could draw inspiration from and something that you should know about kichiano is that you know despite his name sounds very japanese and he is um japanese heritage he was actually raised in los angeles that's where he, he oh really yeah that's where he grew up and that's why uh, the, his games have a kind of a multicultural uh, sort of aspect to them. He he has a you know a, a great fondness for Western culture, and that's where he drew his ideas for Elite Beat Agents from. He 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 was you know thinking about films that he liked. He was thinking about Ghostbusters, Men in Black, Blues Brothers, yeah. And he was just kind of presenting some of his ideas. Hey, this is what Westerners like to his team. Um, Innis is based in Japan, by the way, if I haven't said that already. So yeah, and he came up with the idea. He he told me it was in a dream that he came up with the idea of Elite Beat Agents, like he was on the mm-hmm. verge of falling asleep and he kind of, you know, imagined the idea of, <laughs> of some agents that would cheer people on instead. They kind of save everyday people with the power of music. They would, they would be a, a secret organization, kind of like Men in Black, right? I got a really strong like Men in Black Blues Brother vibe from just watching the gameplay of it oh yeah totally that's absolutely what it was uh, drawing upon men in black and blues brothers certainly are the biggest inspiration like even the sort of central character from the medium difficulty in elite beat agents is called agent j and that's also the name of uh, will smith's character in men in black mm-hmm. uh, which is not something I, I think i even remembered until after i'd made my video on it but yeah, there the, the, the clearly is a lot of inspiration drawn from those films. So the Elite Beat Agents were born, and Nintendo liked the idea. You know, they look. The thing is, the Owendon games were not mega successful, but I really think Nintendo loved making them. So they pretty much greenlit this right away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they made a westernized version of Owendon, Elite Beat Agents, totally different music, totally different style. Um, whereas the Owendon were all about, you know, like a burning passion to help people in need. The the Elite Beat Agents are more kind of, they have a more cool aesthetic. They're very kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. They have a, a very different soundtrack. Elite Beat Agents, it's all like light pop music. Um, Owendon had a lot of J-rock and that kind of thing. 
but it, it yeah but as as we were saying mm-hmm. earlier elite beat agents has a lot of cheesy pop music you yeah. know stuff like skater girl a uh, skater boy walkie talkie man material girl by madonna yeah there's a lot of like cheesy songs but they all work within the context of the game right they're all they're all really fun <laughs> songs that match the format of of the rhythm beat action so well yeah and what really makes these games special, in my opinion, is how narratively driven they are. Mm-hmm. Each song isn't just a song that you're, you're playing. It has a story to it. You're helping a specific character who's in a perilous situation. Maybe they're in danger. Or in, in one of the more memorable uh, levels in the game, every Oendon or Elite Beat Agents game has a tearjerker stage and oh i i know which one this is in the one in elite beat agents which i find probably the most memorable it's the one everyone talks about is uh there is a young girl whose dad is, has passed away and she's sort of dealing with the grief of that and she 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 wants to just see her dad one more time for, for christmas yeah, yeah, they're they're, pre- they're preparing for Christmas, and she really hopes that her dad will, will will come back. And so they're you know they're putting out a cake to celebrate what would have been his birthday, and they're pre- they're, they're decorating the house, and through the power of music and and you encouraging them on, uh, the 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 spirit of her dad sort of comes back to say goodbye to her, and it's super heartbreaking and emotional. And I I think most people who play that end up crying mm-hmm. because it is yeah it is one of the most evocative things I've ever seen, certainly in any music game. The storytelling in these games really is pretty incredible for how 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 simple it is, and that is a big part of what I think makes it special is it has so much heart to it. When you play these games, they just make you happy. They're so lovely and well-intentioned mm-hmm. and i don't know just play them they're so euphoric and blissful in a way that i can't quite put into words but i love them so much and they're probably some of my favorite games of all time um so yeah i know push you have not played them but you should they're very good <laughs> i've i've watched a video of the um the little girl and her dad on a christmas um stage and i i've definitely teared up from that one it's so sad yeah, you, you haven't even played the game, but even just watching that is enough to get you going. Yeah. And I would argue, actually, the original Dawn has the best tearjerker stage, where it's about this young couple, and uh, her, bo- her boyfriend passes away, and it's, it's, a, it's similar to the one from Elite Beat Agent, similar premise of a spirit coming back to say goodbye. And that one I find heartbreaking. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's Elite Beat Agents. It's a weird <laughs> music game about a secret organization like Men in Black that comes out to help people in need using the power of music. And at the end, you fight a race of aliens that's trying to take trying trying to take over the planet, <laughs> and they're trying to stop music from existing or something. Of course, yeah, it's it's it, it's very weird. And yeah, I'm obsessed with these games. <laughs> Just try them out. That's all I got to say. Do you have anything else we should talk about? Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things. So the first thing is, um, Elite Beat Agents was never released in Japan. Is that correct? I don't think so. I think it was released in Korea weirdly okay i'm not sure why that is but i think it is mostly to do with licensing you know they don't i think it might have 
cost more to license it in Japan. Mm. I think they figured, like, if people in Japan really wanted to play it, they could just import it because, you know, the, the DS was region-free. Also, another thing is, um, I think at the time that Oendon came out, there was really, like, a lack of rhythm-based games for the DS. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't really think of any major ones outside of, like, Guitar Hero, which came out much later. Taiko came out later as well. That's true, yeah. I think a lot of people uh, hadn't really cracked how to do a rhythm B game on the DS. Yeah. And uh, Elite Beat Agents really is the perfect implementation of it. They, Those games, as I recall, used almost 100% of the, the storage of the DS carts they had at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, they really pushed the, tech, the music, the audio technology to its very limits. And they managed to get a good amount of songs on there, you know, especially when you consider how elaborate each stage is. Yeah, I think maybe it was something to do with, like, music compression and that kind of thing, and people not really being familiar with the technology back then. And then I want to ask you, what was your favorite track from each game? Ooh. Well, actually, I'm going to give you really uninspired answers to these questions, because (laughs) I think my favorite song in each game is probably the final stage. Okay. In the first one, it's Ready, Steady, Go... That would be my favorite in a went on. And Elite Beat Agents is probably the final stage, which is um, Jumpin' Jack Flash, which, you know, originally performed by um, the Rolling Stones. And then again, in the uh, went on 2, the final game that came out, my favorite song again would be the final stage. Uh, the, the song... Um, I, can't, I can't remember its name because it's in Japanese and it's a really long title, <laughs> but I think it's by Sambo Master. Oh, I know Sambo Master. It's a really good song. It's really long. I think it's the longest song in any of these games. So it's kind of like an endurance test for your hand on uh, on the higher difficulties because it's just it gets pretty insane. Is it um, Sekai wa Sore wo Aido Yonda Buse or something like that? I think so. Oh, okay, because that was really popular back in the day. I will not even attempt to butcher that. But yeah, those are my three favorites, I think. One thing that I will say that I learned, which isn't in the video that I did, but it's just kind of fun, but the developers of Elite Beat Agents and Wendon will occasionally go out and do karaoke and perform like the the whole ba- the whole backlog of the series <laughs> in a karaoke bar, which I think is kind of fun. I've interviewed the developers a bunch. I I, I think it's okay for me to plug this, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I've done a documentary type thing uh, with with the developers on YouTube that you can find. Just look up Elite Beat Agents, Game History Secrets is the series I do on Diddy No Gaming. And that video is like half an hour long. It's a similar history to the one we've just gone over now, but with a, you know, like there's so much information in there that I got from the developers. Thank you again so much for explaining uh, the history of um, Oendon slash Elite Beat Agents. I'm happy to, man. Anytime, anytime you want to talk Elite Beat Agents, just hit me up, you know. Anyone listening... Let's let's talk Elite Beat Agents more, you know? Like that is that's my mission in life is to get people to discuss Elite Beat Agents more. Uh, so hey, I'm I'm happy to be spreading the good word. That's all from us for now. Thanks for listening. We'd like to give a special shout out to Game Boy Chiptune Master Jamatar, 
You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or want to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter. Ben can be found at SuperBenTendo, and I can be found at PushDustin. And I would like to give a very special thanks once again to Liam, who can be found on Twitter at Dr. Underscore Cupcakes. Hey video game fans, Ben here, sneaking in at the end of the episode to let you know that I'll be back next week with my own guest expert, so be sure to tune in. I'll see you then.